0: Are we on? Yeah, you look good. Oh, great. And nice also and your strong voice.
1: Good. Wow. To mm-hmm. get that, to get that girl. That compliment you paid me? Yeah. About dang time. Well, you know. You guys I mean, don't you even know how strong how strong? <laughs> hmm, that was a weird Freudian slip. <laughs> you guys don't even know how cruel big is to me when we're not recording. I
0: am very strong and I am very cruel. Yep. It's both true. She
1: makes me crawl across Catman on my knees. I do. Self-flagellation.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, okay, speaking of punching each other
0: in the face, shall we start the episode? Oh, boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hi, I'm Big. And I am White. And together, we are Big and White. And you are listening to the Big and White podcast, a podcast where we explore what it means to be a foreigner in Asia. So what are we talking about today, Big?
0: Oh, girl, I'm actually really excited for today's episode. We are talking about the true answer to why we all feel so crappy all the time.
1: I feel so validated. I know. (laughs) And I hope you will, too. We're talking about how
0: culture shock and my neighbor's bell. <laughs> oh, it's so distracting. Okay. <laughs> Either it's the Buddhist bell at your house or yeah. the Catholic bell at my house. Yeah. Those are our only choices. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a bell, one of the few constants in life. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we are talking about how being in the world of Post COVID, during COVID, peri COVID, mid COVID, peri COVID. (laughs) Being in the world peri COVID is extremely similar to culture shock. Mm -hmm. And it's fascinating.
1: Yeah. So listen
0: on. We'll tell you more.
1: Yeah. We have experience with culture shock to a massive degree. So Mm -hmm. you can trust us on this. (laughs) We'll guide you. you through the storm.
0: Yeah. But. Before we get to that, yeah, White, have anything fun you want to tell me about your week? Absolutely.
1: I'm ready. I had such a good week. So my birthday was a couple days ago. Oh my gosh. And lockdown birthdays just hit different. We've talked about it on the podcast before, I think, because everyone that we know and have spent time with over the last two lockdowns have had birthdays during lockdown. Yeah. And we joked during the first lockdown, like, wouldn't it be funny if you had your birthday during lockdown? I was <laughs> like, yeah, that'd be crazy at the end of August if it was still in lockdown. And we're in another lockdown. Here we are, baby. But yeah, it's just one of those things that like, you're kind of limited in your what ha, what exactly you can do, so you make extra effort to make it really, really special. I know. I was saying, like, when
0: we're not in lockdown anymore, people's birthdays are going to feel so disappointing. Yeah. Like, what? Not all of my friends took the day off <laughs> yeah. to eat three meals with me?
1: <laughs> Lame. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely... Amazing. So we had, we just have our small little group of people. That's basically like our little family unit here in Kathmandu that we've been spending all, you know, like we're the only ones that we see. And so we had brunch, breakfast burritos. Mm-hmm. And then we watched Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Big is a complete donut master and made <laughs> sourdough donuts in they the were afternoon. So good. Amazing. I was nervous. It was my first time deep frying something. Yeah. And it went very well. Yeah. And then we had very American dinner of pulled pork sandwiches with coleslaw, Mm. homemade hush puppies. Mm. I am Southern. Keep this in mind. If you don't know what a hush puppy is, Google it. It is deep fried cornmeal, basically. It's so good. But better than that, because that sounds gross, but they're delicious. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh... Yeah, an and apple it was pie. So fun, and I made an apple pie. Yeah,
0: it was a delightful day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just, I think, partly too is during lockdown because everything feels so bleh. Mm-hmm. To have a special day makes it feel extra special. Yeah. The
1: contrast is amazing. Yeah, we're so. big proponents of celebrating things. Yeah,
0: I love. I always try to find things to celebrate. I don't know, like I think part of it's just a personality thing. Mm-hmm. Like I love fun, but <laughs> also I think it's an American thing too. It's like. We aren't afraid to make fools of ourselves. Yeah. We're like, ooh, Independence Day. I will make my whole body a flag. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But it makes it so fun. You know, we celebrate little things that don't really matter, like our nepal Mm -hmm. Or, like, I was saying that we should celebrate your roommate's half-birthday because she didn't get to celebrate her normal birthday. Or, I don't know. Yeah, just, like, trying to find little things to celebrate Mm -hmm. is really fun.
1: Yeah. I feel like... When you get to be an adult, sometimes it can feel a little bit um, selfish to, re- to do like an entire day of celebrating mm, your birthday. Yeah. But it's not really about you.
0: No. It was like about the party yeah. and the people and the food. It's a good and I feel like all of us who were there have been on a high all
1: week from that yeah. day. So. <laughs> it was an amazing Monday. As much as I love you, I
0: like actually it was about us. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I was very happy to be a part of it. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so that's me. That's an amazing week. What about you, Big? Um, I
0: want to tell you about one experience I had this yes, week, but kind of blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, um, oh, forgot to tell you guys, we're on another lockdown. Fun. Hi. Um, it's been two weeks now of lockdown, and this time they're being pretty strict about when shops can be open. So they're only allowed to be open from five a.m. to nine a.m. So I was out at, like, 8.45, and I was trying to get to one more shop before they closed. (laughs) So I'm, like, hurrying down the road, like, And then this guy stops me. He's maybe 50, wearing, like, kind of the big slouchy, like, hemp (laughs) pants that are red with a matching red shirt that has, like, a – what's those called? Like a mandala? Yeah, mandala on it. And he comes up to me, and he goes – do you live here? And I'm like, what?
1: <laughs> he was not Nepali. If you can't guess that from what he was wearing, yeah, he was German.
0: <laughs>
1: and I'm like, yeah.
0: And he's like, do you know how I can find a taxi to get to Tamel? <laughs> Which, if you don't know, is like the tourist part of Kathmandu, and it's like four or five kilometers from where we live, and. Honestly, I didn't think there was a single tourist left in this country. No.
1: Like, we had a we had a foreigner friend go up there a few weeks ago, and one of the shopkeepers said that he was the first foreigner that he had seen in, like, three months.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I thought there were none left. Apparently, this guy was. So then I'm like, well, I should help him, you know? Like, he seemed very, like, not sure what to do, which... I mean, normally you would encounter that a lot in Nepal mm-hmm. because there's so many tourists here all the time. But I haven't seen someone like that for literally months. <laughs> I was, like, caught off guard. So I'm like, oh, well, how did you get here? And he's like, I was in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, oh! I'm, like, leaning back. Okay. <laughs> so I was, like, trying to explain to him how far away Tom L is. And I'm like, taxis can't drive right now. Like. What are you just like randomly walking on this road, not near whatever <laughs> hospital you were in? I don't know. <laughs> so finally, I called my taxi driver friend that I know, which made me feel pretty cool, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm like, um, I lived here a well. while. I have a guy. <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, taxis can't cross the city right now. We will get stopped by the police. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like having this long conversation with him in Nepali on the phone. Finally, he's like, well, I do know this guy who has a press pass, so maybe he can take your friend on a scooter. I'm like, he's not my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you can take this guy on a scooter and, like, get to Tom Mellon. I'm like, okay. So I hang up, and I kind of explain to the German guy what the situation is, and he just seems so lost. Like, (laughs) he was like, I was like, yeah, well, you know, the shops close at 9, and he was like, they do? I'm like, how do you not know this? And he's like, so do you speak nepali like, you just heard me have a five minute conversation in nepali oh. like i just like was so mystified like what has he been doing for the last yeah i don't know when did lockdown start seven months yeah six months he's been here the whole time mm-hmm. i guess he's
1: just been like in his hotel in the tourist area It still begs the question of, like, how he got out of Tom (laughs) Mell. How did he get to the hospital? Yeah. Has he been in the hospital the entire time? Like, no one was helping him
0: get from the hospital to the hotel. Like, no one at the hotel helped him. Like, yeah, it just, as you said when I first told you about this, so many more questions than answers.
1: But we were, like, when we were first talking about this, just, like, imagining (laughs) what that would be like. Like, you're just in this random place you can't speak the language it would be like walking out into the zombie apocalypse
0: <laughs> yeah can you imagine like pick another country that you've never been to before send yourself there in february oh my gosh and then you have been stuck there ever since that is a weird thought isn't that a weird thought like wouldn't you try to leave i don't know my <laughs> theory is he's just been here smoking pot for seven months <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like well it's cheaper here than germany so. oh boy <laughs> yeah.
1: well best of luck to you my man yeah i know i hope you find i hope
0: you found your hotel eh? yeah and b i hope you find yourself
1: <laughs> 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 yeah Well, words to live by <laughs> i hope you too can find a random foreigner woman <laughs> who can speak nepali and call <laughs> a taxi driver who then calls a friend who comes and gets you on your scooter Yes. And peace be upon us all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, let's get to our topic for the episode, shall we? Yeah. Hi, everyone. How are you feeling? Have you been feeling tired lately, maybe? Cranky. Yeah. Lethargic. Easily angered. Are you anxious? Are you sleeping poorly? I know I am. Are you having feelings of self-doubt? Are you lacking trust? Are you feeling insecure? Are you idealizing the past? Are you wanting to withdraw? Are you hypercritical?
1: Well, guess what? What you're feeling is culture shock. What? You thought we were just describing COVID, didn't you? <laughs> That's the reality we've all been living in for the last seven months.
0: Oh, geez. Yeah, so we, one of our colleagues actually sent out an email a little while ago, that was about how COVID and culture shock are very similar. And, of course, we immediately looked at each other in a movie type of way. Mm -hmm. Some soundtrack went off in the background. Mm -hmm. It was actually Temple Bells, but... Oh, sorry. I guess I heard a different soundtrack than you. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, um, we've talked about culture shock on the podcast before, You can go listen to that episode. Mm -hmm. You can Mm -hmm. find it. You can search. I'm not going to tell you what number it is. They can do it. It's all you. You're smart. Yeah, you're a smart person. But yeah, one key thing to remember about culture shock is the name is very misleading. Mm -hmm. It's not a shock like a moment. It's not like an electric shock. It's not like a surprise. It's
1: a long-term thing. Yeah. Yeah. An ebbing and flowing of sometimes slight and general confusion. Yes, exactly.
0: I mean, it's a normal reaction to spending a lot of time in a new culture, right? So normally you think of a new culture as being in another country, but now our life is very different. Yeah. For another reason. And we didn't choose to be there. Like normally when you go through culture shock, I mean, if you're a tourist or you're moving somewhere, you're choosing it. If you're a refugee, you might not be choosing it, but at least you're aware. Mm -hmm. You know I'm moving to a new culture. You're expecting differences. But yeah, we, because of COVID, like everyone worldwide (laughs) has kind of been
1: thrust into this new situation. Yeah. And it's weird. Yeah. We didn't exactly, since we didn't know how long it would last, there's no way that you can truly prepare yourself for that
0: yeah you're not
1: necessarily like looking for differences in cultures trying to find similarities like familiar things we're not like consciously trying to do that Mm -hmm. because we kind of expected that things would go back to what they were before, right? Right. You thought you were on a week-long trip where you had to work from home and then everything would be resolved somehow?
0: (laughs) Magically. (laughs) We were very optimistic.
1: (laughs) But yeah, that's a good point because I think one
0: thing that about culture shock is normally it's sort of a... Like a journey is a lame buzzword, but (laughs) Uh, you know what I mean? Where it's like you start in one place Mm -hmm. and you kind of go through these different stages. So one way of describing it is you kind of have your old normal, right? You're settled in that. Mm -hmm. Then the next stage is leaving and then you dip into something they call chaos. Mm -hmm. Don't be (laughs) afraid. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Because after chaos is the in-between then you move into entering your new culture Mm -hmm. and then finally you land settled in your new culture. Right. Yeah. But the weird thing about COVID too, is that it's not just like we started in one spot and now we're in another spot. It, things keep changing constantly Mm -hmm. all the time. So you can't just go through this trajectory of like, okay, I know that it'll take like six or eight months and it'll be hard, but then I'll be fine. It's like, you start adjusting and then things change and then you have to start adjusting again yeah. and
1: then things change and then you have to start adjusting again. So
0: <laughs> it's almost like circular or like weird squiggly line.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not normal trajectory. Maybe like your – what would – all the changes that would normally happen if you were living in your home country over a lifetime. mm compress those down into like three months (laughs) and that's the squiggly line that's happening right now yeah um yeah let's talk about some of the things that might cause you to experience culture shock shall we yes so this actually relates of course
0: to a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about about like habit formation Mm -hmm. and stuff which is i'm obsessed i know you are and i have to admit that I appreciate your perspective. But the reason that you experience culture shock is that you basically are breaking out of all of the habits that you've been forming throughout your whole life. So Mm -hmm. from the time you're a baby, you're learning kind of these almost like autopilot reactions. So it's like when X happens, I'm supposed to do Y, right? Mm -hmm. And in different cultures, your response might be different. So, you know, in my culture that I grew up in, maybe I'm supposed to do Y, but in Nepali culture, when X happens, maybe you're supposed to do Z, mm-hmm. right? So when you're going to that new culture, you can't just use your autopilot of like, Oh, I know that when X happens, I do Y. Mm-hmm. You have to consciously think like, no, must do Z. And then you're doing that like, Hundreds of times every day.
1: Because, like, basically, our brain's hardwired to be lazy. Yeah. Like, every (laughs) single decision that you make requires actual, literal energy. Like, it requires glucose. Yeah. That is flowing through your blood. Carbs turn into glucose, and it's running into your muscles. So just the same way that you would you know, work out and your muscles would get tired because you're running out of glucose supply mm-hmm. to your muscles. The same thing is happening to your brain, which blows my mind. So like it actually is a literal energy that you're spending every single decision that you make. So of course, our little caveman brains, yeah, they don't want to have to deal with that. They want stimuli, instant reaction. Right. They don't want to have to use up extra energy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, like when you move to a new culture, let's say in your, we always like to use veg, buying vegetables <laughs> as an example. <laughs> it's, our <main> example <laughs> it's obviously caused us a lot of stress over the years. <sighs> We're working through it. Um, but let's say in the US, uh, you're meal planning and you look in the fridge and you say, oh, we don't have any broccoli stimuli. What does your brain do? I'm going to write it on the list. I'm going to go grocery shopping later. Like you don't really have to be like, oh, but should I actually put it on the list or I don't know, is it worth it? Is it even in season? Will I even be able to find it if I do go out? Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are the questions that you suddenly are asking now that you're in another country. You're saying, uh, but I... Where you do need I even to go, find it? I Which need- shop should I go to? <laughs> do I have time today? I don't know. I might get lost. I, I have to, to walk get there? other things and I'm on my bicycle. And so that would mean that I have to stuff it into my backpack or else on my handlebars and I need other things. Do mm. I need the other things more than the broccoli? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Probably how many questions did we just ask ourselves? <laughs> like right. almost 20 questions. Just that's just dinner. Right. Yeah.
0: It's crazy. I know. I really like the way that uh, it's explained in the book Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel yeah. Kahneman. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually read this book like a while ago and I Ooh. kind of forgot about it. I like didn't really think about how it connects to habit formation until it was pointed out here. But basically the way that he explains it is you your brain kind of has two modes. So you have fast mode and that's what you were just explaining. Like your brain wants to be lazy. Right. So that's kind of like the routine, the autopilot system. And that part of your brain, when it comes across a problem or a decision, mm-hmm. it like kind of runs through your memories and picks something that's the most similar to what mm-hmm. you're experiencing. Okay. And then makes a decision based on that. Huh. Right. So in your vegetable example, like, you're like, okay, maybe you normally buy broccoli or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, no, I'm out of cauliflower. Your brain's like, mm, well, I know what to do when I'm out of broccoli. So, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So then the slow part of your brain deals with kind of the non-typical things, Mm. right? So that's when you're like this is a really important part of your brain. Like you, you don't want to kind of say, oh, we don't need that part, yeah, right? right? Like this is what helps you do deep thinking and really engage with new questions. And, but it's also the part of your brain that like, if you were just in a really long meeting or you just took <laughs> a school exam, you know, then you're like tired after that. Yeah. Just like what you were saying about like, your brain uses glucose. So you need both parts of your brain. But the problem is when you're in a new culture, you're using the slow part of your brain for everything. Yeah. You don't have any, like, you don't have those memories to go off of. The fast part of your brain is like, okay, let me find a memory that's similar mm-hmm. to this. Can't find, <laughs> does not exist. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so then your slow brain has to do what's normally a really easy decision, like, um, how should I sit on the toilet? <laughs> I <don't know>. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> And that's why you get so tired is because the part of your brain that takes so much more
1: energy mm-hmm. is making every decision all day. Right. It just gives me like an inordinate amount of joy to hear stuff like that. <laughs> because you always like when you move to new culture, you're you'll experience this. And I know mm, yeah. you're experiencing it with COVID as well. We're gonna make that connection, right? But yeah, and you can't explain it. You're like, there's no reason that <laughs> me as a well functioning independent adult should be so freaking exhausted by just doing one task today. Yes. And then so true. I think when I was about to move overseas, I was like, mm, culture shock, whatever. Like, I'm not <laughs> going to get tired. I'm. I'm a strong, independent woman. Like, I'm adventurous. I'm not weak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it hits you, and suddenly you're watching Netflix, eating a five-pound bag of peanut butter M&Ms at <laughs> five in the morning and three in the afternoon and six in the afternoon. You know, things like that.
0: Yeah, well, and that actually connects to, like, another interesting part of this. So because you're part of your brain – that makes the harder decisions is so tired, then you end up losing self-control Ooh. and emotional control
1: because mm. your
0: brain needs
1: to, like, you need the part it's like of... like diverting energy to other things. Yeah,
0: like, I'm out of energy now, and so I don't have any energy to use to decide not to eat peanut butter m ms at 5 a.m. So that's why you kind of turn into, you know that person who's watching netflix when they shouldn't mm-hmm. or maybe you get really crabby because you you don't have the impulse control to control your emotions yeah so it's not just like oh i'm tired therefore i'm crabby mm-hmm. like literally your brain does not have the energy to make good decisions yeah.
1: which makes sense like if you think back to your life like for a lot of people that will have included you moving away from home at some point, going to university, and, like, there's the really stereotypical thing of, like, you gain the freshman 15, you gain Mm -hmm. a bunch of weight when you move away from home and into university. I never thought of that. That's such a good point. You're having to restart all of your healthy habits again. Yeah. So, of oh course, gosh. your brain is real tired and yeah. you eat more and yeah. do stupid things. <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you
1: poor little sweeties. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Let's uh, not think about that time in our lives, shall we?
1: <laughs> <laughs> We've made it. <laughs> it was delightful, but I wouldn't
0: repeat it. No. <laughs> but, yeah, what happens when the circumstances around you are different enough from normal that your mm. autopilot stops working? Mm-hmm. So, you know, like when you walk into the office for the 300th time, you know where to drop your keys, you know where to drop your bag, you just automatically put your lunch in the fridge, whatever, Mm -hmm. you don't have to think about those things. But when you're in a new culture, those things go away. But also now because of COVID, those things go away. Yeah. So it might be different categories of things, but I mean, some of the main ones, like the examples that we talk about are like going shopping. Mm -hmm. Like you used to know exactly what to do when you walked in the store. You know which aisle to go to to buy your fruit, Mm. your vegetables, whatever you You might have like. What was going to be in stock? Exactly. Now you're like, okay, what do I have to wear? Like, I need to remember my mask. Um, how long can I be in the store? Mm -hmm. How close can I stand to other people? All of those things. Or like, you're working from home now, so you don't have your routine of getting to the office. You have to think about like, okay, where do I keep that? Where should I sit? How should I do this? And you're making Decision after decision after decision. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys have been feeling kind of weird or lethargic or like, why am I unmotivated? Whatever.
1: This is why. Yeah. You're experiencing culture shock. Mm -hmm. Since I'm a personal trainer now. Mm -hmm. Like I hear a lot of people talking about all of the weight that they've gained Mm. over like for the Americans Things are kind of loosening up now. And so, like, the gyms are opening, right? And so everyone's like, oh, man, I got to get a personal trainer. I got to go to the gym because I gained all this weight. Mm -hmm. Welcome. It's basically... The lockdown 15. The lockdown 15. You're back (laughs) in university for the first time again. (laughs) Uh.
0: Okay. So now that we've kind of explained...
1: Culture oh, shock, the
0: nerdy bit, how it works. I know the nerdy bits are my favorite I know. bits, though.
1: <laughs> Gotta stop saying <laughs> I say bits. the word bits again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so now we've kind of explained how it works and how we feel like it's related to our, you know, the new normal that people are experiencing with lockdown and COVID and everything. Uh, I thought it would be fun to kind of tell some stories from our own experience of culture shock or yes. reverse culture shock. Mm-hmm. And then also tell some stories from our kind of COVID culture shock and yeah. compare them a bit. Yeah, absolutely. So do you have any like good culture shock stories that you want to share?
1: Yeah, actually I was thinking, uh, this was, mm less than a month ago. This was like in between lockdown. So we were allowed to drive again.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And, um, Nepal is a change in my friend. Uh, there's a couple stoplights in the city now. Oh yeah. And crosswalks yeah. that people follow. <laughs> and um <laughs> I've had this experience a couple times driving up north in the city where I'll come upon a stoplight and I don't know what to do. <laughs> It's really scary. Like, we're talking about habit formation. Like, in Nepal, when you're driving, you don't get to zone out like you would in a lot of other places in the world, but also... You're not looking for those kind of cues anymore. Mm. Like you're not looking for stop signs, stop lights. You look right. for you're looking police. At
0: other cars mm-hmm. and other scooters and pedestrians
1: yeah. and cows. It's and other humans that you right. pay attention yeah, to. Police.
0: But yeah, you don't look for
1: yeah, signs. And so even like one time you had sent me we we drove separately and after I got back home, you sent me a picture of a stoplight. Oh, yeah. And I had this, like, horrible fear of, like, <laughs> did I run a red light? I didn't see that at all.
0: So funny. It so was you really terrifying. You came across
1: a stoplight? So, yeah. So I came across one myself, and it was just very – I didn't know what to do. I don't even remember what I actually did. I've, like – Did you, like, look around at the people around you for cues? Yeah, I think like, – I think ultimately everybody else stopped. Yeah. Which was really bizarre because this is an important thing to note that like we kind of do what we need to do here on the roads. Like mm-hmm. it's just a very different driving yeah. culture. Yeah. Like you wouldn't always feel the need to not go down roads that say one way. Like <laughs> stuff like that. Like, you know, when they were filming Doctor Strange and they like blocked oh, off yeah. the entire um this entire neighborhood, and the whole film crew like went insane because all of the Nepali drivers <laughs> on scooters and motorbikes just like went around the blockades and kept going yeah. like nah. <laughs> you just do what you need to do, right, right, but yeah, that just kind of struck me that like those aren't the stimuli that I look for anymore, mm-hmm. yeah. and that scares me like if I'm back in America, what would i what will I do? I haven't had any issues with it so far, yeah. That's good. (laughs) I only drove on the wrong side of the road like a couple times my first (laughs) time that I went back.
0: Yeah, I find the more I go back and forth, the easier it is Mm -hmm. for me to switch. Probably because my my routine brain is making those connections, right? right? So my fast brain now has like Nepali cues Mm -hmm. and it has... American cues and it like knows which context it's in, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, speaking of context, do you want to hear (laughs) one of my stories I had recently? This is more of a social situation. So last year I was in North Dakota, which is a state in the U.S. that's quite close to Canada, and their culture is completely (laughs) different from where I grew up in the U.S. and very different from anywhere else I've ever lived. (laughs) And I kind of had some like culture shock type symptoms Mm -hmm. yeah anyway but i was walking one day on campus i was at a university and this old man kind of passed by me and you know i you know i made a comment whatever and in my culture like you wouldn't really impose on a stranger Mm -hmm. like you might share a moment Mm -hmm. by each saying one to two sentences and then you're done Mm -hmm. that's it you're finished. (laughs) I made, like, one comment to him, and he started, like, telling me his life story. (laughs) He was telling me, like, about all of his different physical ailments, (laughs) and, like, quite slowly as well. (laughs) I froze. Like, I did not know what to do. And, like, I, in my brain, I was going through all the options. Like my slow brain yep, I was trying yep. to figure the situation out. Getting I'm like, more and more exhausted. Okay, how do I indicate to him that I'm done with this conversation? Oh I don't gosh. want to be rude. But I could try this. But maybe that's rude. I don't know. I don't have any past <laughs> memories to go off of because I've never had this situation before. And why is this stranger telling about his heart arrhythmia? <laughs> <laughs> it was very stressful and kind of exhausting. So what'd you do? I just waited for him to finish and then I walked away without saying
1: anything. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's probably a culture thing, but also like it would probably be a little bit inappropriate. No, in I culture. actually
0: asked some friends that are from that area and they were like, what's wrong and with that? And that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, you like you should be friendly and finish the conversation with him. It like, oh, sounds like man. you tried to leave
1: the conversation too soon. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that's horrible. I feel like in the South we're chatty. Yeah. But yeah, I think after a couple minutes then you need to... You I mean, to go. it probably wasn't appropriate amount of time for his culture. I just, it was different. From yeah, mine like didn't know fight or flight <laughs> yes. stuff. Like da 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that sounds kind of traumatic.
0: It was a little bit.
1: Do you have any other culture shock stories? Um, I'm trying to think of things that like have happened recently. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess. Something that really disturbed me the other day was that I was on YouTube <laughs> and um, somebody like posted part of their like day in the life uh-huh. was them showing like they're like, I went to Kroger and this is what I bought. Which is a grocery store, right? It's a grocery store. um And they like laid out so many bags of groceries across <laughs> their entire kitchen. And I was like... Just really. (laughs) uh, Sounds like a case
0: of reverse culture shock. I
1: think so. Which
0: if you guys don't know what that is, just think of all the things we said about culture shock and then apply it to after you get used to another culture. Mm -hmm. Then you like have to re-get used to your original culture. Yeah. Right?
1: Yep. It was... Very confusing. Like for so many ways, too. And it was like overstimulating because <laughs> the vegetables and fruit here look so different. Mm, yeah. Like you'll see a picture. I mean, you'll see like somebody show you what a beet root looks like. Yeah. And you're like, ah, it's so red and shiny. Why is it there dirt on it? And like with Ooh, carrots that is and weird. stuff. Like, gross, who's cleaning this? <laughs> like, it doesn't look like it's even <laughs> from the earth. And that's a weird thing. You know, it's like, oh, it's so sanitary, yuck. <laughs> Everything's packaged and it's like really bright and you're like, Bleh. But then most of the reason is like, like my immediate thought was like, Who would buy that many vegetables, I mean, (laughs) that much food at a time?
0: Right, because we go shopping, like, every two days here. Yeah.
1: And, like, (laughs) at best, Nepal has a very – like, you go out and buy things for the day usually. Like, also for us, like, we're at best – on a motorcycle or scooter, mm. there's not that much room. You're not going to throw it into your friggin' four-wheel drive that SUV. That is so true. Yeah, like three bags max. <laughs> yeah, and you have to choose your bags carefully because it's going to be on a handlebar. <laughs> right? yeah. You get into a sticky situation if you don't choose your bags correctly. So, yeah. Reverse uh, culture yeah, shock. Reverse culture shock. Why would you buy so much food? Why? <laughs> I... it The question stands. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. <laughs> what about you? Do you have another one?
0: Okay, so here's one that I have had both a culture shock experience and mm-hmm. a reverse culture mm-hmm. shock experience, Good. which I probably talked about before on the podcast, but I'm from a culture where you wear your shoes inside the house <laughs> because we don't really have bad weather, so it's not like you're tracking in mud mm-hmm. or anything, right? So, like, your shoes are cute and they're part of your outfit and you wear them inside the house. So then... I moved to Asia where you never wear your shoes inside the house. And so it's like I really had to retrain that part of my brain. Like every time I got to a doorway, you know, I would start walking in with my shoes on and I had to be like, no, no, doorway equals take shoes off. You know, and the slow part of my brain was like doorway, take shoes off. And then eventually over time I created that new habit, Mm -hmm. right? So, cue, doorway, action, take shoes off. Mm-hmm. And now, when I go back to California, I still have that cue, and it's, like, very confusing. Like, I get to someone's house, and my brain's like, take shoes off, take shoes off. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, leave them on. I can't. <laughs> the two parts of my brain are, like, fighting. Like, do it, don't do it, do it, don't do it. Oh. And it's. A little bit tiring. Yeah. I really have to, like, use the slow part of my brain again. Mm -hmm. No, don't take them off.
1: Yeah. Do you do the thing where, like, your brain's finally like, it's okay, wear them inside, and then you take them off, like, in your room, and then it's time to go? (laughs) And you're like, where are my shoes? They're not by the door. Yes. (laughs) I had to do that all the time. I had to go all the way back. Upstairs to my bedroom, <laughs> put on my shoes. My family's like, You freaking weirdo. Why would your shoes be in the garage? <laughs> so true. Uh, that's the compromise that you can make. Yeah. With,
0: you know. Okay. So now the big question is mm-hmm. Do you have any COVID shock stories? COVID culture shock? I don't know what to call that.
1: Yeah. Um, I think we have both talked quite a bit about the culture of wearing masks. Mm-hmm. And like on one hand, I think we went through a little bit of culture or reverse culture shock maybe of when everybody in our home cultures were freaking out about <laughs> like the virtues of wearing or not wearing masks. And we we're like, big deal. Like, why would you question we wear masks all the time? Yeah. But something it's like
0: that- I when I go to leave the house, sunglasses, keys, mask. Yeah.
1: Right. Absolutely. So we already have that mm-hmm. trained in our brain. But we don't have it. We wouldn't keep them on when we go into the shop. Right. Whereas now yeah. it's most important to keep it on when you go into a shop. That
0: is so true. Yeah, a couple times I actually did that. Like I walked into a shop and I just automatically took it off. Yeah. Because I'm so used to when you go inside taking your mask off so people can see your face. And then, then you have to like, no, no, remind yourself, keep <laughs> <Yeah>. it on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we've both... We've both been adjusting to that as you have as well, I'm sure. Um, with that, it also means that we are very used to a lot of nonverbal communication, especially because we do a lot of things in a second language. So we rely on if our linguistic skill fails, <laughs> then. We can always be smiling or right. you know some kind of something. I
0: also feel like Nepalis just use nonverbal contextual communication more yeah. than
1: Americans do. Yeah, that's true actually. yeah Some of the vocabulary is not as specific as English would be. Because it's a more
0: um, uh, high context culture mm-hmm. then you don't have to say anything. you can just do one small gesture yeah, and everyone right. knows exactly what you mean mm-hmm. right.
1: But how can I point with my lips? <laughs> yeah. If when they you, can't see my lips.
0: When you have a mask
1: on, then it like hinders some of that Ugh. communication. That just made me sad just you to look think about so
0: sad. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I can tell you can't move on. You're still just
1: thinking about pointing with your lips. Oh, that's funny. So, yeah, there's some mask culture shock. Yeah, for sure. What else we got?
0: I also feel like a big one for me is you can't predict how people will react to your normal behavior, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, normally, if you see someone that you know in the road, your brain kind of has, like, the routine of what you would do. You might Mm – you'd walk up to them. If you're close friends, you might hug them or, you know, have a nice conversation, like, two feet away from each other, right? But now, not just because of – all the expectations of keeping your mask on and keeping your six-foot distance or whatever. But it's also that each person kind of has a different level of where their comfort is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you might walk up to someone and they want to stand really close to you and chat. Or you might walk up to a different person and they might act really, like, freaked out that you got close to them at all. And so you don't have the ability to predict how others will react to what you do.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. That's exhausting. It is exhausting, especially when you can't even read their facial expressions because they have a mask on. Right,
0: exactly. <laughs> so true.
1: It's a double whammy. I know. Oh, my gosh.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's also, like, we've also talked about, you know, especially here because when we have the police-enforced lockdown, it's not just like, oh, I need broccoli. I'll just run and go shopping. Mm-hmm. You have to think through, like, okay – is this the right time to go? Will the shops be open? Am I going to get chased down by police? Mm-hmm. Like, is it even <laughs> worth it? Maybe I just will eat something else instead of broccoli. <laughs> and Can you tell we have a broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't been at the shops lately. Okay,
1: <laughs> there was like a week where these huge things of
0: broccoli showed up. Oh my gosh, I bought one and then it got moldy. <gasps> what?
1: How dare it! I know it was very sad um something else so that just came to mind is that when you do go to the shops a lot of them have like uh string across oh, the yeah. entry mm-hmm. and so that's another thing where you're like i don't know am i allowed to go under it is this one of the shops where you have to wait for only one customer at a time to be in there will they do it maybe they'll make you They won't let you in that day, but the next day they will because (laughs) the police are there one day and the police aren't there the next day. Right. And so you're just kind of like all the things. It's like, dang, I like, I finally got a really good routine. I know how to get stuff. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I've lived
0: in Nepal long enough. I know how to go shopping. It's actually more comfortable for me to go shopping here than it is in America. Mm -hmm. And now all the rules have changed. I know. It's hard. It's weirdly tiring.
1: There's that one store where you can go inside, but then there's like... Six strings,
0: like oh other parts of the store. Um, I definitely posted a story of that <laughs> of that situation because I love it. It's like don't cross this, but then to exit the store you have to like duck under it. Yeah, you can't it's get a little bit it. too far from the counter. Like my arms are long, but the gal who was in front of me like couldn't reach the counter to put her stuff down. She was like, you're like leaning in, like her <laughs> like, face oh, is like uh, on the string. <laughs>
1: Yeah. we're too tall to get under it gracefully <laughs> yeah oh man uh everything's different now mm-hmm. well i imagine that you guys are thinking of similar stories too yeah <laughs> how you're continuing to adjust to this new environment yep i feel like different. everyone's like adjusting to this new normal and it's like oh i'm so tired of hearing that i know Raise. i don't like that but phrase just continue adapting to the world. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So, can we talk about maybe some ways that we can do that? Like, yeah. how can we actually alleviate or lessen? Yes, please. Because I feel like so
0: far we've just talked about
1: difficulties. Yes.
0: <laughs> yep. It's not all bad. Yeah. It's it's not.
1: It's you know.
0: A growing experience, but
1: wow, that was really <laughs> contrasting. <laughs> I felt like I was just sitting here, like, eh, it's happening?"
0: Welcome <laughs> you know, to the podcast. Really, a
1: growing experience. <laughs> like I'm you know, trying to keep you on your toes. Babies you when to their dads shave their beards, and they're like, <laughs> "It's similar, but." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) Maybe we can go about this by talking about some of the actions that we took as we have continued to undergo culture shock. Yes, let's tell everyone how great we are. (laughs) I mean, the difference is... We are accustomed to being slightly confused about things. That is the benefit to our lifestyle. doesn't mean that we're necessarily amazing at it by any means, because obviously we're still going through all of Mm -hmm. these hardships. But But we have experience with it. And
0: I think too, over time, we kind of landed on some of the right things to do, even if we didn't do them at first. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Well, let's just say the first one. First and foremost, acknowledge that this is a legitimate experience.
1: Yeah. Get rid of the thought, if you're having it, that this means that you're weak or that you're not a healthy person or anything like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, you don't want to make this an excuse. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, uh, you know, it's hard. It's culture shock. Therefore, I don't have to try. Right. Like, that is definitely not what we're saying. But... You also don't want to take it too far the other way of like, this isn't real. I shouldn't be having any problems at all. Mm -hmm. It should be totally fine. What's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what's wrong with you. It's culture shock. Culture shock. So I really liked what this article said. Uh, It said, your autopilot doesn't know where to go, but your pilot ran out of steam and is taking a nap right now. (laughs) So, yeah, just blame yourself a little bit less when your autopilot has no idea what to do Mm -hmm. and you do the wrong thing.
1: (laughs) It might veer off course, slightly, whatever the vehicle is. Exactly. That you would need a pilot, but also run out of steam. Yeah, it's hard. And just acknowledge that it's hard and then Mm -hmm. move forward. Yeah, I like to, um, I tend to give myself or like I try to escape from difficult situations. I mean, call me crazy. <laughs> but um, I like... Pretend it doesn't exist and it'll go <laughs> away. I like to remind myself in those kind of situations that it's okay if it is difficult. Mm. Like, I tell myself literally, let it be hard. Yeah. I really like that. Uh, what Navy SEAL
0: Jocko Willink says. He has this kind of, like, motivational speech. Mm -hmm. But he basically is like, when something is hard, I just say, good. Mm -hmm. And you know, so you're not pretending it's not hard. You're not trying to get away from the thing that's difficult. You're just acknowledging that it's hard and acknowledging that you can learn something from
1: it and you can
0: move beyond it.
1: Absolutely. Speaking of acknowledging, I'll just add in a couple books for the nerds among us. Okay. You already referenced Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. 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 Highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will also reiterate reading habit formation books like The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg and Atomic Habits. Um, I've talked about them before, so that's all I'm going to say. And then also The Body Keeps the Score by <laughs> Bessel Bessel van der Kolk. Kolk. He's Dutch.
0: Oh, them Dutchies. Um,
1: But it's about how trauma affects us Mm. physiologically. Yeah. So trauma does not necessarily have to be as traumatic as you might be thinking for it to affect you physiologically. Interesting. So it's worth a read.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay. So what else have we done that has helped us cope with
1: culture slash COVID shock? Well... We like to build new habits. That's right. Structure, structure, structure. Right. Because the more structure you have, the fewer decisions you have to make. Yep. So maybe you have some aspects of your life that you don't really have any control over, right? and Mm -hmm. it's going to continue to require a lot of your slow brain. But there are other things. For us, it's been non-work things Mm -hmm. that make it a little bit, easier like a little bit more automatic right and you can feel successful because you've accomplished something and you're probably not as exhausted at the end of the day right because yeah. of it what have you done um so i have done a checklist
0: mm. for each lockdown so i have like five or six things that i try to do every single day and i don't always get it done but it does help me have some structure though so on this lockdown i'm trying to work out every day Drink three liters of water, play piano, mm-hmm. do something enriching, like read a book mm-hmm. or, you know, do a sewing project or something like that. Those are just some examples. But that really helps me. And then at the end of every day, I kind of sit down and go, like, okay, did I do all my things?
1: Yeah. How about you? Nice. Um, I just did a 75-day mental toughness challenge.
0: Yeah. Kind yeah. of similar, though, right? Yeah. Where you had yeah. certain things that you were trying to do every day. Yeah.
1: It's like a... It's a checklist, but, like, a little few more steroids added in (laughs) because if you missed any of the habits, then you had to start over on day one. Right, yeah. Um, And so that – I can't say that I recommend that for everybody. That's a little bit extreme. But it did really help me – form habits that I don't have to – I mean, they're habits. I don't have to think about them as much You're still doing them now, right? So it's a lot easier for me to eat healthy, to Mm -hmm. read every day, stuff like that, that before it's like, oh, I want to do it, but I could watch Netflix instead. Yeah. Yeah. We love checklists. We do. On this podcast.
0: Yeah. And in kind of a similar vein, um, another thing that you can do that is really helpful is – Find ways to give your brain a break, right? So we've talked so much about how the reason you're feeling this way is that your brain is tired. So find a way to give your brain a break. So having a routine is one of those ways. Mm -hmm. Or just eliminating options. Like I was thinking about this because I stayed at your house during the last lockdown. Mm -hmm. I only had a few of my clothes with me. And I just... Like, it was so much easier to make a decision. Like, yeah. what shirt do I wear today? Well, I have three shirts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Yeah, yeah. And then it's actually like your brain kind of gets to relax because the decision is really easy. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. You know how, like, really busy, you know, like, tech giants or whatever just have, like, 20 of the same shirt. Yeah. <laughs> have to, like, I would like to spend my mental energy on something
1: else, not yeah.
0: picking a shirt. Yeah.
1: Yeah, what are other ways you can give your brain a break? Yeah, I guess with that... I think when lockdown started happening around the world, there was kind of this like this idea that it wasn't going to last very long. So I think people were using a lot of energy to kind of like, oh, I'm going to give extra time to serve people Like as a personal trainer. I'm going to post workouts every single day. And mm. then we get three months in and you're like, I can't. Yeah. Or people were like, well, normally I would have a two-hour commute and now I'm working from home. So I might as well just... Enroll in that university, that master's (laughs) course that I've been meaning to do. And then you get three or four months into that and you're like, I am exhausted. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought that this was giving me more time, but I just have less energy. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, just give yourself permission to not be incredibly productive. Mm -hmm. Remember, this is a new culture with new expectations that you are now a part of. Also, of course, there's an opposite side to that coin in which you're like, oh well, because it's different, then I'll just be really, really lazy. Right?
0: (laughs) We're not advocating
1: that. No. Yeah. But give yourself a break.
0: Yeah, I think it's also really good to just reduce input. Like, have time in your day when you don't look at the internet, or kind of give your brain a break by trying to do something that feels more normal. Mm
1: -hmm. That.
0: Like, I feel like every time I talk to my mom on the phone, she's like, we got to do X today and it felt so normal. Yeah. You know? It's like the highlight of her week to go hiking without her mm-hmm. mask on because they weren't going to be near anyone else or whatever, yep. you know. So just do things that feel more normal and then your brain can take a little bit of a rest because yeah. you're not having to think about it so hard. Yeah. And don't look at the news so much. No. Stop it. Don't do that. Oh my gosh. Just stop. I hate
1: it so much. It's not that <laughs> helpful. It's really, it's really not. It's just going to stress you out. Yeah. Um, but that plays into our next point, mm. which basically revolves around not being in your house. Yes. Yeah. We get that some people listening will have health issues. That means that you're probably not going to get to feel super free to go outside. We get that. But for a lot of people, this still means that you can go outside, take a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, for us here, we can still go to the shops. Mm-hmm. And that has made all the difference. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, especially, like you said, with, like, listening to news and stuff. Yeah. The news is going to give you a different picture of the world than what you're going to experience out on your walk.
0: Right. Like, it will
1: freak you out. When lockdown – I remember a couple of weeks ago when lockdown was about to start again. And I was, like, they were talking about all these new restrictions and police were chasing people down. And I was, like, we were supposed to go to the gym that day. Yeah. And – I was like, I can't, I, uh, I feel like it's dangerous to go out and, you know, and like, should we try and go anymore? And it's like, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go and we'll see. Like, stop freaking out. And the world was fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was totally manageable. Yeah. I think like
0: part of the reason too that that's important is not just like it feels normal to leave your house, but that it helps you get familiar with your new culture. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're experiencing culture shock because you move to a new place, like this is a big key, right? Is you try to make friends in the culture. You try to engage with that instead of running away and hiding. Mm -hmm. But it's also true now of like COVID life. Okay. I don't know how to go to the store anymore because it's different from how it used to be. Well, then go to the store, (laughs) keep practicing. Yeah. Go see how it is now. We'll learn those things. Like don't just hide from your feelings of insecurity or like whatever. You need to start doing the things so that they can become part of your fast brain. Yeah. And that that will start to be easier again.
1: Yep. Because it's a vicious cycle, isn't it? Like you start thinking like, well, I'm miserable and things are hard. So I probably shouldn't Mm. go and try this, go outside, whatever. And then you keep telling yourself that. Like, no, this isn't going to fix my problem at all. And you get more and more miserable without realizing that that was the thing that could have fixed it in the first place.
0: Right. Um.
1: So true.
0: And actually kind of related to that too is I feel like when I get crabby and stuff, then I also feel like I can't be around other people. Yeah. And actually I need the opposite. Yeah. I need to be around people. Absolutely. So that's our last piece of advice to you guys is connect with your community Mm -hmm. you don't have to go sit one foot in front of them and breathe your COVID breath on them (laughs) (laughs) but like connect with people however you can talk with people you know don't just keep all of these feelings in your head of the difficulties or if you feel inadequate or you feel tired or
1: whatever holding them in is not going to make it better yeah because remember, one of the symptoms of culture shock is heightened feelings of anxiety and depression, which mm, makes withdrawal. you think that yep. you need to be alone and that you're the only one who is feeling these things. And that's not true. Nuh-uh. It's not. Mm-mm. We're feeling it. Yeah. We're feeling it,
0: too. I yeah. bet all your friends are, as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I feel like these days, whenever someone's like, how are you? I'm like, you know. And they're like, Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep well I'm grateful for you Aww. and you're being in my community yeah.
1: you too <laughs> I'm supposed to say something nice now
0: <laughs> mm-hmm <laughs> White doesn't like to talk about her feelings. Sometimes I make
1: her do it. Yeah.
0: I made her give me a hug on her birthday.
1: <laughs> I give hugs. I just never think about it. I know. Yeah. I like hugs. I just don't think about giving them. I
0: know. That's why I have to make you do it. Yeah,
1: that's yep. fair. I'm here you for you. You need friends like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless they're going to breathe their COVID breath on you. <laughs> for us, it's too late. It's too late.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, can we just end our discussion with this idea. Okay. It's important to remember that culture shock is not all negative. Mm -hmm. You know, it can be hard, but it can lead to personal growth. Like Mm -hmm. it can make you be more self-aware of who you are, what your values are, what is normal for you, what you want to keep in your life, what you want to get rid of. It's like anything – That's hard. Like, it kind of sucks in the moment,
1: but it makes you better after. Yeah. If all of your sense of normalcy and your habits have been taken away from you, that means that you have a multitude of choices about how you want to react and who you want to be. Mm -hmm. So choose wisely. (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs) Just like you did. Uh, You know it.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, I guess it's time for a word from our sponsor. Great.
1: And now a word from the sponsor of this episode. Flat Hard Bed, the pride of homes across Nepal. Now available internationally. Big, do you know what absolutely grinds my bones, makes me so Angry, I could scream. Uh, I mean, I can think of a few things, but tell me what you're thinking of at this moment. Specifically and obviously, I would say, I'm talking about the experience that I have like literally every day where I pour a super, super full glass of wine and put it on my bed. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, when you like, I try and jump on the bed, like in all of those commercials. Right. Yeah. Because I'm living the American dream, and that's what they do in commercials. Yeah, absolutely. And then the wine spills. Oh, all over my satin sheets, Uh, my peacock feather and mink (laughs) underbelly duvet. And down into my mattress. Uh, that is like seriously the worst. Like every day, am I right? Oh my God. Yeah. Do you know what I hate? What?
0: Is in the morning when I pour a super scalding hot cup of coffee and I just make sure it goes all the way up to the rim of the mug. Obviously. That is how I like to drink it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hello. And then I set it on my bed, and mm-hmm. it immediately tips over. Ugh. It's like, what is even happening, bed? What is? Friggin what are you bed. doing? The what worst. can we do? Well, actually, you know what we can do? What? Is we can buy a bed from our sponsor. Okay. It's called Flat Hard Bed.
1: Oh, Flat Hard Bed. Yes.
0: Um. Okay, everyone needs to get Flat Hard Bed.
1: Yeah, that's the company that's like flat hard bed in all capital letters right right yeah exactly yeah. so you may
0: have like heard it on other podcasts mm-hmm, too
1: mm-hmm.
0: um they're they're yeah they're pretty great i mean i think there's a reason they're so famous
1: i mean what's the difference between flat hard bed and like a memory foam mattress oh
0: my gosh okay so let me tell you so flat hard bed is like really flat oh and, and it's just super hard
1: Oh. Like, if
0: you sleep on your side, you will have a bruise on your <laughs> bone in the morning.
1: So, basically, it kind of retains some of the qualities of, like, what we would know as a bed, but flat and hard.
0: I would I would say, like, a table.
1: Oh. Yeah, more okay.
0: that you sleep on. So, I think, like, some of the benefits of flat, hard bed would be, one... Like, I've heard it's, like, amazing for your back.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Two, um, when you wake up at 5 a.m. like you do, right, like mm-hmm, a crazy person, mm-hmm. you can put your entire breakfast on the bed next to you.
1: <laughs> that would solve a lot of my problems, honestly. Yeah, yeah.
0: and three, when you jump on the bed, um, besides your wine glass not falling over, mm-hmm. you also uh, might break a foot because it's quite hard to jump on.
1: Mm so that yeah that sound like a downside but like everything else that you said sounds amazing. I mean I've been like wanting so badly you know that thing where like you put a bunch of wine glasses with varying heights of liquid?
0: Oh yeah and you like make a sign or whatever. Yeah remember. and like yeah. you have
1: to like like put your finger around the rim like that but with like varying levels of Fanta orange soda? Oh, and you want to do it on your bed? Obviously. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I want to do it bed first thing. I want to be able to wake up, not get out of bed, yeah. and have my Fanta wine glasses waiting for me.
0: Um, you should totally get flat hard bed. It sounds perfect for you. Okay. Yeah. Um,
1: how much does it
0: cost? Um, honestly, I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, but
0: I-, I bet if you use our discount code, it will be cheaper than it is
1: now. I mean, I can only imagine that it would be cheaper than, like, a memory foam. I think so,
0: yeah. I mean, my friend has Flat Heart Bed uh, Coconut Husk Edition T.M., was like I don't know under a hundred dollars. Wow, yeah. that's a
1: pretty good deal,
0: right? And then, and plus, she like saves all the money that she would normally waste on constantly buying new sheets because of all the red wine stains. Oh, so yeah. she saves a lot of money that
1: way, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, or Fanta. I can't even tell you how many times I tried that. Yeah. Failed, man. Well.
0: Anyway, um, so yeah, I guess your solution would be flat hard bed, flat hard bed. So, yeah. um, so if you, you just go to flathardbed dot com, okay. Actually, it's flathardbed dot info.
1: Oh, yeah, it's the w five <laughs> yeah. dot. flat hard dot dot net net slash info slash info slash big and white. Yeah, and forward slash and then a backward slash. Right, big like a light. little tent. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So, um, it's definitely not a secure website. I recommend <laughs> using a VPN. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you'll like totally get our discount or whatever. Yeah, so. and like
1: probably somebody will deliver it to you in like a <laughs> trash bag or something. Their customer service is terrible.
0: <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> but you know, no more full cups of coffee just scalding yep. your whole bed. So that's cool.
1: Four out of five chiropractors hate <laughs> this trick <laughs> from Flat Hard Bed. Flat Slash info. Thank <laughs> you, Flat Hard Bed. Thanks, Flat Hard Bed. Well, thanks so much to our sponsor. Mm-hmm. You'll be hearing about Flat Hard Bed more in the coming episodes, I'm sure. Yeah. I guess that's it. Okay, bye. I'm hanging up now. Oh, uh, uh, a big wait, wait. Sorry, what? We forgot to tell them where to find us. Oh, um,
0: you find us in Katmandu.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Obviously, shopping. That's what looking for broccoli. It's <laughs> the only thing we ever do. Um, not joking at all. You can also find us on the internet, though. Mm-hmm. We're on Instagram. Yeah. Big we and White and Podcast. Have a website. Yes. BigandWhitePodcast.com. And we have an email address. Megan White Pod.
0: Something. Gmail. Something. Yep. You can find it. <laughs> uh, we have Patreon. Yeah. You can throw us some dough Mm -hmm. and I don't know, just like text me or something. Mm -hmm. Sure. If you have my number, if you're that exclusive. Yep. Might have to go through a couple. (laughs) Just try random numbers. Hi, is this big? Hi, is this big?
1: (laughs) (gasps) Don't go here again. (laughs) How dare you? That's what we'll say. That's how you'll know that it's us. Yeah. Okay. Um. Great. Thank you, guys. You're awesome. Okay. Um. Yeah. Have you eaten? Yet? I've eaten. Yep. Um, I haven't
0: eaten, so I think I'm, I'm gonna go eat. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm just gonna go eat. Great. You know, All right. Well, food.
1: I'm done with the call. I'm gonna put the phone down. Okay.
0: Bye. slow part of your brain the reptilian brain yes um how did you know Mm -hmm. i do speak parcel tongue